It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We would like to take this time to recognize our sponsors and underwriters. Attorney Lee Richardson, Brazos Valley Schools Credit Union, Temple of Refuge Ministries, Reflections Paint and Body Shop, Diva Skin Conditioner, Helping Hands Lawn Service, Prairie View Athletic Club, The Purple Drip Daiquiri and Grill. If you or your business would like to be a part of our sponsors and underwriters team, feel free to reach out to us at 832-213-8824. It's the radio guy, Mike Prince. Welcome to Football Friday edition of the Mike Prince Show. Of course, our mission is to come to you each and every day with news that you could use. You can follow me on Twitter at the Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network. The website, obnradio.com, and our 24-hour dial-in message line, 713-570-6736. And without any further delay, we're going to jump right into today's episode. Of course, it being Football Friday, we're going to touch on some football, but we have a very special interview lined up for your listening pleasure. We'll hear from the commissioner of the Southland Conference, Tom Burnett. But before we get into that, we've been running our poll and you guys have not been showing any love toward my Lady Panthers. Although the games have been postponed this weekend between Mississippi Valley and Arkansas Pine Bluff, the poll question was asked, do you believe that the Panthers have enough in the tank to get them in qualification status for the SWAC tournament, which you only have to be at least the eighth seed? Right now, they're currently at the 10th seed. And it was a resounding no from those who participated in our poll. I'll keep a close watchful eye on that one. I do believe that they can turn things around. Of course, it's AFC, NFC Championship weekend. Who are you picking? Buffalo Bills versus Kansas City and Tampa Bay versus Green Bay. Well, I've been wrong probably 70% of the time that I've picked my games this season. I do not do it for gambling purposes, only for the spirit of entertainment and talking pieces for the show. So with that being said, I'm going to make my picks or who I believe will make it to the Super Bowl. I know Kansas City is the juggernaut of the AFC, but I like the chances of Buffalo representing the AFC in the Super Bowl this season. And as far as the NFC goes, wow. I'm going to give you a short version of a very long story. My brother, who's the only one I have on the planet, is an absolute diehard Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan. He has been a Buccaneer fan since their acceptance into the conference in 1976 and he has suffered through a many many disappointing season and although Aaron Rodgers is definitely the man I'm going to have to stick with my bloodline in this one and I'm going to pick with my emotion 
and pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I am on record for saying Tampa Bay and Buffalo in Super Bowl 55. And ironically enough, in Tampa Bay, Florida. That's my pick. I'm sticking to it. We got a lot in store for you. We'll take a quick pause and we'll switch right over to our Brazos Valley Schools Credit Union Hotline with Southland Commissioner Tom Burnett. You listen to the Mike Prince Show right here at the Open Mic Broadcast Network. At 17 cents a day, you can make a huge impact on our local and regional high school and college student athletic coverage. We provide local talk shows, live game coverage, and much, much more. But we need your support to continue to move forward. Visit our website today at obnradio.com. Click on the PayPal button, which is safe and secure, and become a listening partner today. Will you become part of the Open Mic Broadcast Network team? Visit that website at obnradio.com and become a listening partner today. Serving the community through faith and athletics, the voice of student athletics, the Open Mic Broadcast Network, Prairie View, Texas. Welcome back to the Brazos Valley Schools Credit Union Hotline. We have a very special guest lined up with us on today. He represents the Southland Conference for the past 23 years as commissioner, and it is none other than Mr. Tom Burnett. How are you doing today, sir? Mike, I'm doing great today. Great to hear you and uh, visit with you today. Well, we are awfully thankful for you making yourself available uh, on the show for today. And I don't have to overemphasize that this is a very unique time for you guys at the Southland Conference these days. Well, you know, it, it is. As I think people know, we're, we're going to uh, undergo some membership change uh, in the coming months. And, uh, Obviously, we're still dealing with a global pandemic and, uh, you know, trying to get back on track and get through the virus. And hopefully we can all get there, not just us in the Southland Conference, and we can get back to what uh, we uh, remember as uh, more uh, normal uh, life and uh, kind of getting back uh, on track, as we mentioned. Absolutely. Now, I know with 23 years at the helm with the addition of the COVID virus and the shifting of the conference as you know it right now, is this probably one of the most unique times since you've been in leadership uh, that you've seen in your 23 years? Well, I I, I think so, Mike. Uh, You know, certainly, uh, you know, specifically close to home here, our, our membership issues are certainly something that you would probably prefer not to have to deal with in the middle of all this. But, um, you know, that being said, um, you know, we are where we are and, uh, you know, but it, that's not unprecedented. We, we've been in positions before where we have had membership departure um, that gets the initial uh, attention of everything, but then we kind of follow that up with, you know, membership additions that allow us to continue to be successful, to continue to grow, do really good things for our student athletes, and of course have competitive success. And we're at that point, that juncture again right now. And yeah, it's unique, but it's not um, so unprecedented that we, you know, we, we, we haven't done it before. So it's something that, um, you know, uh, it's an opportunity. Uh, and we look forward to that opportunity, and we put some measures in place to, to, to really move forward on this. Now, we always say that hindsight is twenty twenty, and 
when you look at some of the, I guess, tea leaf readings, could you see this coming, or was this something that came as a surprise with the massive exodus that you had at one time? Well, I, I don't know that I would call it a surprise, and, and you know, it just didn't occur, you know, a couple of weeks ago with the announcement. Uh, obviously, um, you know, uh, some some uh, some of our members, uh, you know, were, were looking at uh, an alternative and. We were engaged with those members as well, and that kind of gets lost in this too. It, it wasn't as if, you know, one day everything's fine, and the next day they call you and say they're leaving. There was a, a lot of lead-up to this. There was a lot of work done uh, with our office and uh, these uh, departing members. Uh, honestly, uh, I, sometimes I, I, I wonder uh, if I can get these uh, three months uh, back in my life, but uh, that's about the, the period of time we spent really engaging at a very high level uh, with these schools to, you know, kind of see what was on their mind, what they were thinking. And uh, at the end of the day, um, they made the decision they made. And um, it, it comes to another reality for me uh, that I share with some folks every now and then is that, you know, people tend to forget um, conference membership is really a voluntary exercise. Um, there's really nothing you know, keeping um, schools in a conference forever. Uh, they are free to leave. Now, certainly there's a business transaction and all of that at the end of that. But, um, you know, whether it's happened to us or we see it with other conferences around the country, um, you know, uh, there's going to be changes. And schools uh, of their own free will are, are able to leave, uh, you know, when they believe uh, they need to do that. We're on the Brazos Valley Schools Credit Union hotline now with Commissioner of the Southland Conference, Tom Burnett, and we're discussing the newest uh, challenges, what we'll use. We won't say uh, problems because problems are not problems unless you handle them like problems. We just say the new challenge and the new chapter in the Southland life. With that being said, uh, Commissioner, the next move is going to be a critical move and is, you know, been indications of uh, a search firm to help you reach out to offer invites to potential members of the uh, Southland Conference. What is the prototypical type of membership that you seek for on this journey? Well, that's a great question, Mike, and, and, and I will tell you that uh, I, I don't know that I can fully answer the question yet because, you know, while we're not at the very start of our process, we're still fairly early in that process that we think will take us through uh, the spring months and, you know, maybe uh, by June 1st we, we've got a, a an idea uh, of exactly what we're doing. But, you know, I, I will tell you that um, – whether it's our conference or, or any other conference. I, I think what people are looking for um, uh, are potential members that bring, you know, great strategic value uh, to our conference. And that can be a broad spectrum of uh, things they bring to the table, so to speak. Uh, obviously, you want to find uh, institutions that, you know, are academically sound, uh, do the right things, not only for their student athletes, but their, their general student population. They serve a greater purpose um, with their university communities, metro areas perhaps, or whatever that might be. Um, but you're also looking for a strong athletic brand. Uh, that's the business we're in, and you want some people that have come, uh, come to know success in the past and uh, 
are interested, obviously, in not only maintaining that, but improving it as well. And, you know, our intention would be to um, sell the fact that, you know, people have success in this conference, and it's attainable, uh, it's achievable, and you can not only be successful within the conference, you can step outside of the conference and be successful uh, as well. You know, we're looking at growth. We're interested in, in how student population has grown uh, at a university, how development fundraising has grown over time. We're interested in, in, in facilities and how good are those uh, facilities. Are they Division I facilities? Um, for us, it's geographic fit as well. Um, you know, we have always had kind of a tight geography um, maybe some long bus rides in there, but bus rides nonetheless, and, and that's important to us as well. We're looking at media attention. Uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, kind of where we want to do business uh, within that footprint. So there are a lot of factors that come into play that kind of get mixed up into this large uh, gumbo of uh, different factors that we will consider uh, as we go forward, and, you know, we're, we're getting into that right now. Now, when you mentioned the geographical footprint, right now it is basically Texas, Louisiana. Are there any other states that would be on the short list to say, let's probe in this particular area to see what we can get a hold to? Yeah, another great question. I think we, we would be open-minded enough to, to look uh, just beyond our borders. I don't think we're ever going to be a conference that stretches over various uh, multiple time zones where airplane travel is just a, a necessity. Um, I, I think at least initially, um, you know, we're going to look, you know, when we call our footprint, you're exactly right, Texas, Louisiana, but it could, could it be border states that are uh, reachable um, and makes sense um, from a travel standpoint. You know, a big thing about travel is not only when you go someplace, but how easy is it for you to come back home and get your student athletes back in class, back on track before they have to leave again or, or get into other uh, competition. So that's a big factor as well. And I would say that, um, you know, um, uh, Staying close to home is, is always going to be an important thing in this conference, and it always has been. Yes, sir, no doubt about it. Once again, we're on the Brazos Valley Schools Credit Union hotline with Commissioner Tom Burnett of the Southland Conference, and we're talking about some of the strategic moves that are being made for the continued existence of the Southland Conference. Uh, with that, there have been reports indicated that you've reached out to a few Division II programs, but from my vantage point, and you're the expert at this, would that be somewhat of a reach with the requirements necessary for the school to step up as far as the financial obligations and the time zone for the transitional period? Yeah, I'd, I'd probably start by saying we, we, we really haven't reached out to, to anyone at this point. And, and again, our, the, the, the uh, consulting firm that we brought in is really going to kind of lead uh, a lot of that. But, you know, we have added Division II schools before, uh, but they were identified as institutions that could really do special things in Division I. We, we did not ever in our history want to bring a Division II school into Division I, and then they have the inability to be competitive, to keep up with academic standards, to play, you know, prominent non-conference opponents. So, 
you know, when you're looking at Division II schools, I think certainly you want to be able to identify maybe not where they are right now, but where's this program going to be in 5, 10, 15 years? And we've always tried to put this forward focus on some people may not be able to identify or see what we're seeing right now, but we have indications that in, wait another five years when they get through the Division I transition and they put things in place and they build this facility they've been talking about, um, things change. And over time, we've had success with programs that have done that, programs like Central Arkansas, uh, Abilene Christian, uh, Incarnate Word in San Antonio has done some really good things as well and have, have great plans for the future. So you really got to be able to see down the road with some schools like that. Um, but also that doesn't rule out the possibility of some Division I members, uh, members that are already in Division One, And, you know, we'll take a look at, at what the landscape around us, uh, you know, looks like and, um, uh, if there's some opportunities there, um, you know, we, we will certainly, um, uh, you know, explore that opportunity when it's all said and done. Well, you know, you just left the door wide open for me to ask you this next question. <laughs> so <laughs> I might as well go ahead and shoot the cannon right now. Um, sure. There, there are a couple of schools within the Texas footprint that are in another uh, conference, a neighboring conference of the Southwest Athletic Conference, or there likely possibilities of at least conversation of those schools possibly coming over to the South. Yeah, Mike, I would tell you, you know, really anything and everything is on the table. Um, now, that's not to say that that'd be the direction we would go. And um, certainly uh, understanding, um, you know, the, the, the location of those schools and certainly the success of a lot of those schools and, the historical connection they have, uh, perhaps in, in, in their own conference, uh, very respectful of that, and and and, and how they do things. But certainly, uh, you're you're right. People ask questions. Uh, school names may pop up here or there. Whether realistically you get to that point or not, uh, you know, it's it's too early for me to say. But certainly, uh, what we want to do is provide you know potential members. Um, you know, a, a great future, the potential for success. Uh, again, some of the other, um, you know, items I mentioned earlier, geographic fit, all of that, very important to us, obviously, but we want those to also be important to potential members. And as we advance in this process, you know, maybe we'll get the opportunity uh, to do exactly that and discuss all of that. But it's really too early for us to kind of peg this one or that one or, you know, whoever it might be, uh, we're just so early in our process. Very well respected, and we'll receive that, and we'll turn the page on that one. The next question, uh, you have eight schools that remain in your conference right now. Six of them have football ties, which is the bare minimum for the um, FCS uh, open bid, or should I say automatic yes, bid for the FCS right. playoffs. Now, with that being said, and research and, and, and reports are indicating that the current ADs that remain are talking about possibly rebranding and even going forth to changing the name of the conference as we know it to be the Southland Conference right now. Here comes the question. With FCS football, in comparison to the payout of that of the NCAA, 
Is it possible that you would put an emphasis on becoming focused on basketball being your top-tier sport versus football compared to the amount of the return of investment? Well, it's, a, it's another great question, Mike, and, and, and as I think you know and many others of uh, your listeners know that, you know, uh, NCAA basketball really funds, you know, most everything we do uh, from a conference perspective. The, the dynamic of football, even at the FCS level, and you witnessed this firsthand, it is so very important to our local university communities, the history the legacy of, of programs, uh, but but a lot of that is a local dynamic. Uh, I would argue that FCS football may not be so much of a national product as it is more of a regional and local product, and and that's not a, to say it's bad. It's very good, and I've often told people that football in Lake Charles, Louisiana, is just as important as it is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, you know, for a program like LSU. The scale is different, but it's just as important, and it drives so much locally uh, on a, on a, in a campus community, the media attention, the private giving, the student enrollment and involvement uh, with athletics, um, the, um, the support groups like cheerleaders and bands and how that drives enrollments and is very important. So um, the basketball kind of, the way I put it, it, they, they, it pays the bills for the conference, but local football and the success of that really drives everything um, there locally. So, you know, the Southland has always been a football league, and I think it always will be, but I will tell you basketball is very important for all of us as well, and that's not just our conference. But um, you had asked about you know the possibility of rebranding um, the, the conference. You, you know, it's uh, kind of an interesting question. I, I don't know that um, it, it's uh, at or near the top of the list, but you know, certainly uh, some curiosity there um, as to whether or not um, you know. Uh, uh, in reimagining your conference, does that also include, you know, maybe uh, a new look, a, a new brand, new image? Uh, that that's something that I would say might be farther down the road, but uh, uh, it's not the priority at this point. Okay, very good. And once again, we're on the Brazos Valley Schools Credit Union Hotline with Commissioner Tom Burnett of the Southland Conference, and I, I got to. Tip my hat to you, sir. You're answering every question without reservation, and I thoroughly appreciate that because what we like about our listeners is that they're informed, in tune, and very well aware of what's going on, and we appreciate your candidness and your transparency. With, with that being said, when you are making these readjustments, and I believe everyone that's connected to athletics, whether it's on an administrative level or water boy, is competitive to a degree. And when you're making these readjustments and, and rethinking this or rethinking that, have you at one point taken it personal on the success or the new challenges that you face right now? Another great question, Mike. And, you know, we're all competitive. Um, I, I will tell you, I, I've worked in a conference office now for, for over three decades. You can tend to be a little bit numb to the uh, competitive issues that occur on a campus or between campuses or, 
you know, I, you know, I like orange. Well, I like purple. Well, you know, uh, that's those are team colors that really don't have any play in the conference office other than they're part of the family, they're brother and brother, sister and sister, and they're going to be competitive, and we understand that. Uh, as a conference administrator, while you're, you're numb to that, I can also be very competitive. I, I will tell you during a, an NCAA playoff or an NCAA basketball tournament, I am trying to be as professional as I can, but I'm beating the <laughs> bottom of that table, and I am dying on the inside. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. You know, hoping we win. So we're all competitive, but taking it personally is a little bit different issue. You know, you can certainly, you know, have some lament or regret this or that, uh, maybe in a process, but you really can't spend a whole lot of time on it. You've got to be thinking about the greater good and moving forward and how do we uh, make these changes, who's going to be next up, who's going to be that program or group of programs that's going to step up and help lead us um, you know, in the future. Is it a current member? Could it possibly be a new member? Well, as commissioner, um, I'm hoping it's both, and that may be where I take it a little bit personal is that I'm interested in everyone's success and want everyone to grow and get better and really bring value uh, to their larger university uh, through their athletics program, you know, uh, in association with their conference membership. So that that may be something that drives me a, a little more personally than, um, you know, maybe losing a member or two or more than that. Okay, very good, very good. Now, you made the reference of the local dynamics of, in particular, the football program. With the impact of what was been dubbed as the Texas Four and Central Arkansas, what impact does that have on your media relationship with your uh, nation brand uh, contract? I, I won't call their names out out of respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, again, something that we, we think of. I, I will tell you over time, our, our media agreements have grown exponentially. And, you know, we're, we're very proud of that. Uh, I will tell you that um, I, while they were existent when I arrived uh, back in 2003, um, the, the, there wasn't a whole lot there. And we're very proud of how they've grown. And you know, our, our intention is to place uh, every um, home sporting event uh, on uh, a national platform. Now, that might be a digital platform at times, but, you know, the, our, our focus is really putting our um, programs uh, in, in from top to bottom into what I kind of refer to as the mainstream of Division One. Uh, athletics and and to me part of that is not only winning games advancing in postseason uh, winning in the non-conference but that's also putting out our product nationally like everyone else around us and you know I think we're on track for that uh, we're very proud of you know the the agreements we've we've gotten to and we think those can continue to grow and certainly Another factor when you talk about the possibility of new membership, how can they help us in that area? What's their brand name like? How does that help drive media attention and coverage uh, with, with your national partners? All very important to what we do. And likewise, on the corporate sales side, 
uh, with our provider, certainly the next moves we make will be very important to them as well. Absolutely. And my final question for you, sir, if someone were to ask you, what does the future of the Southland Conference look like, what would your response be? Well, uh, I would say that because we, we, we have a great brand, we, we've had a great history uh, in this conference, almost 60 years uh, as a conference, um, in a group of schools with just a tremendous amount of value um, that, that, that collectively, you know, make us what we are. I'm a firm believer that great institutions make the conference. And while the conference can help its institutions, it doesn't make those schools. Those schools make the conference. You know, we're in a, a really desirable geographic footprint. Um, you know, we, we, we live in a great place, a great area of the country. Um, growing markets, uh, big cities, you know, we're, we're in Houston, we're in New Orleans, we're in San Antonio currently. Uh, and we feel really good about that. We've got some other great destination locations. Uh, in our conference, and really at the end of the day, we've got great people in this conference. Uh, we've got wonderful administrators, coaches, support staff, and of course our, our, our student athletes who, you know, the reason we're here, um, make us just a, a great entity, and we can continue to build on that in the future. So, yeah, what I see in five, ten years is a, is a, a solid organization continuing to move forward continuing to make an impact in Division I athletics and, and really bringing value to the larger universities. So that's big and broad, uh, but I think that's who we are, who we've been for a long time, and uh, certainly don't expect that to change. Uh, we're really looking forward to what's ahead of us. Very well said, sir. He is Tom Burnett, the Commissioner of the Southland Conference. Sir, we thank you so much for allowing us to chat with you on today. We have a custom here at the open mic where we allow our guests to have some closing thoughts and comments, and the floor is now yours. Well, thank you, Mike. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to share some thoughts uh, on the Southland Conference and, and certainly our future. And while, you know, I, I will tell folks that, you know, that this can be seen as problematic or challenging, as we've said. This is really an opportunity. You know, we're going through an unprecedented time in our society. You know, we talk about the pandemic. Uh, we talk about how our lives have all changed because of that. Uh, we've talked about, you know, really the shameful uh, racial injustice issues that our society has seen and you know, uh, that's been spotlighted more than any time in, in our recent history. Uh, we've had a couple of hurricanes come through our conference here, really in one location, Lake Charles, in the last year. And, you know, hurricanes can be so devastating. But, you know, through all of that, um, things get better. Uh, we're going to get past the virus. Hopefully, we're going to get past and, and beyond uh, and, and a better place with, with social justice, racial injustice. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Lake Charles is going to build back better than ever. There's a lot of potential ahead. And the same thing applies here. We may have a moment where realignment, membership departure puts us in, in perhaps not a, a place of advantage right now. But there's an opportunity there. There's a future there. We've got an opening to, to rebuild. 
and build this back as well. And, you know, we're planning to do that. And we think it's going to be a great ride. And uh, we think, the, again, the, the future of the Southland uh, is going to be fantastic. And we can't wait to get to it. Once again, he is Tom Burnett, the commissioner of the Southland Conference on the Brazos Valley Schools Credit Union Hotline. Sir, we thank you so much for joining us on today. I want to thank you all for joining us on The Mike Prince Show. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at The Mike Prince Show. The YouTube channel is Open Mic Broadcast Network and our 24-hour dial-in message live, 713-570-6736. My time is far spent, and I must exit stage left. But until the next time, you guys be blessed, and we'll see you on the other side. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.